Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. And this podcast is a place where I talk and reflect on all things kindergarten. I pick a topic for the week. I give my thoughts, my opinion, my learning, all that kind of stuff. Um, In my podcast episode, I hope that this is a place where you can come and reflect on your own practices within the classroom as well. I think this is fast approaching episode number 100. I'm not 100% sure which episode we're on. I think we're on episode number 95. I would have to check that. But yeah, I'm loving having these podcasts as an outlet for thinking through uh, some of the things in our classroom and some of the things that we do in our classroom and really thinking about how to make it the best possible environment for our kindergarten students. This week, Uh, I added a few things to our dramatic play center that have really like shifted the play that has been happening there that I'm really excited about. So I was going to talk a little bit about our dramatic play center. So uh, thank you so much for joining in and let's hop into this week's episode. So first of all, before I even get started on dramatic play, I did have something that I just thought about before I started recording this podcast episode and something that is really um, an important topic to me. And one of the things that I've talked about in previous podcast episodes below, I will put a link in the show notes to any previous episodes that I've done about this, but I've often talked about when um, books being windows, mirrors, and sliding glass doors for the students in our classroom. So we want our books to be mirrors they we want to reflect the students back um, to themselves so they can see themselves represented in the books that we have in our classroom and not even just the books I'm saying books but you know in any of the media that we have in our classroom in the videos that we watch in the um, stories that we tell in the images that we have around our classroom all of those things we want them to be mirrors and do- uh, when mirrors and windows so we want them to be reflective of the students that we have in our classroom so we want them to be mirrors but we also want them to be doors we want our students to be able to step into the lived experiences and the lives of others and so I've talked about that numerous times talked about how I want the books in my classroom to be that all the media in my classroom to be that for my students and I had an experience this week where it really just hit home that yes this is why I do this um And, you know, I do spend my own money on books. Every once in a while, I do get like a sponsored book that is sent to me. I really appreciate that. But um, most of the time I am purchasing books um, myself. And my husband is the one who edits this. And he will attest to the fact that I do spend my own money on books in the classroom. Um, But it's something that I'm really passionate about and something I really want to ensure like I always have books on display for the students to read, to look at. And I got a new shipment of books this week from Scholastic. I did it. I ordered a few books from their virtual book fair that they're having for our school. Our school librarian put it together. So I ordered a few books from there to support, um, you know, purchasing more books for our school. And one of the books I purchased was Hair Love, which I had seen floating around that I had seen. And it was like, I don't know, one of those books that it wasn't that expensive through Scholastic. I think it was less than $5. I was like, oh, that looks like an interesting book. I will get it for the classroom. And so the kids happened to be in the room when the Scholastic order was delivered. So I opened it up and I honestly couldn't even remember what books I ordered. So when I opened it up, some of my students came over to see what books I had ordered and they were excited that we had gotten new books. But one of the little girls in my classroom saw that book, Hair Love. There's other books in there. But when she saw that book, she said, oh, 
that is my favorite book. I said, oh, that's nice. I'm like, I'm glad I ordered a book um, for our classroom. That's your favorite. And she says, yeah, I have it at home. I read it all the time. The little girl's hair in that book is just like mine. And I do my hair just like her. And in that moment, I was like, yes, this is this is why it is so important to have these books with representations of different, you know, cultures and skin colors and different people throughout the families, abilities, you know, genders, all of that. It's so important to have that within our classroom because there is this little girl who loves to read books and is always reading all the books in our classroom. But like, she was so excited about this book. I had it, I usually um, stamp all of my books with my name in them. I didn't have my stamp with me. So I kind of just left it on, you know, the, where my teacher things are. There's not really, I don't really have a teacher desk. I just have a spot where I keep all my stuff. And she kept going up to it and saying, can I read this book? And I was like, yes, you can read the book. It's all for you. It's just here because I need to put my name in it. And she just kept asking to read the book all throughout like two days because I kept forgetting to bring the stamp in. And so I ended up, you know, making sure it was out on her shelf so that she could just grab it anytime. But any chance she gets, she goes and runs and gets that book. So it just really filled my heart with happiness that I was able to, you know, find a book that sparked that much joy for this child and was able to make that connection for her and that I was able to put that in her classroom environment to make her feel like she is important that she belongs there and so yeah you know I know that educators we spend a lot of our own money and I don't say you should be spending any of your own money on anything but if you do have choices in the books that are present in your classroom and the media that is present in your classroom please ensure that you are, you know, finding varieties and asking your students, like, what books do you like to read? And um, seeing where they are engaged in books and which books interest them and all those kinds of things so that you can have them in your classroom environment. So that's my little spiel on that one. That one was just one of those uh, moments in my classroom this week that really just sparked some joy for me and spark some joy with that student and and I was able to make a connection with that student and find out more about the books that she likes to read which is really great because I can find more books like that and then I was also able to pass that on to the teacher librarian so when we go to do um, book exchange she's going to find more books in that same kind of vein so that we can introduce her to um, a variety of books like that so anyways that's my little spiel there and yeah, uh, the other part that really sparked some joy in our classroom this week was our dramatic play center. Um, I'm going to preface this with we are allowed to have dramatic play in our school according to the COVID guidelines that we are following. Um, we weren't allowed at the beginning of the school year, but something changed. I don't really know what changed, but we have gotten our dramatic play furniture into our classroom. So um, in our school board, each kindergarten classroom was provided or should have been provided or hopefully had ordered for it um, a little like kitchen playset. So literally it's like a wood stove, a wood like sink thing and a wood um, like fridge that opens and closes. Um, there's nothing else that was ordered for dramatic play for us at the beginning of the school year. We came into an empty classroom by we, I mean my teaching partner and I. And so I kind of not fought for it, but I asked our principal to order some dramatic play items for our classroom so that, you know, it's not just an empty shelf of, you know, here's a, 
here's just an empty shelf for dramatic play because <laughs> um, we didn't even have the furniture at the beginning of the year. The furniture has been a recent addition to our classroom. And so I know that dramatic play in the early years is so important. So I asked our principal, you know, can we have some money to order some stuff? And she said, sure. She gave us probably not enough money, but enough money that I was able to order some um they, this is the name that they gave them, the multicultural dolls, so that dolls with different skin skin um, tones. And then I ordered uh, food sets. My biggest issue with ordering food from any kind of supplier, and I don't, if you have found somebody who does this properly, please let me know. But these are not my words. These are the listings words. They'll be like African food. And it'll be like a piece of fish and I don't even, I don't actually remember what else was in there, but Africa is a whole continent. It can't, th those seven pieces of food cannot possibly represent the foods of all of Africa. That was one problem with it. But so it was like African food, um, Asian food, and it would have like sushi or some rice in there. And then um, I forget what the other ones were, but there was like a, just like a bunch of like random geographically separated areas of food like it was very random like you could I couldn't just find a set that was labeled food which is a variety of food available for students to use right and so I ended up finding I think it was a Melissa and Doug like set of vegetables that they could chop up that came with like wooden um, knives for that use and then I think I was able to find some food with at least a little bit of diversity the other thing is like we didn't get a ton of money to be able to spend on dramatic play items and anything that you want to buy from school like board approved suppliers is super expensive so just buying four dolls and you know a, a cutlery set like with plates and stuff and one set of vegetables and one set of play food like that blew our budget like right there we had no other money other than that. So I wasn't like I could buy like the African food set, the Asian food set, the um, South American food set, like whatever food sets they have. Like I just, I didn't have enough money in the budget to be even put all those together. So I was really frustrated with all. And like, I have looked through all the suppliers. I couldn't find just like a set of food that contained food from a variety of cultures and areas around the world. But that was a real problem. Even just finding dolls that were appropriate were a real problem and how they're labeled um, gave me a headache even just looking at it. But so I think there's a lot that needs to be done in the supplier end of like school, um, like of school supplies, of school materials. I, I just talked about how, you know, as an educator, we have to make a conscious choice, but the media sits in our classroom while the suppliers need to step up their game and really start thinking about the materials that they're offering to educators to have in their classroom, because that was a whole experience trying to find um, appropriate things for a dramatic play center. So for a while, we just had uh, those items on a shelf and the students could take out those items and play with it at a table because we weren't allowed our dramatic play furniture. So we just had them playing at a table. But then a few weeks ago, I don't know, somebody had to change their mind or some kind of rule changed or somebody reread the rules. I'm not sure what happened, but we got our dramatic play furniture into our classroom, which was really exciting. The kids were really excited. Um, 
because of COVID protocols and restrictions, we have to put like a limit on how many kids are allowed at the center just to be able to maintain some space between kids while they're playing. So right now we have two kids allowed at our dramatic play center and they have to wash their hands before and after going to it. And they are so excited about this um, little area that is set up in our classroom now. They just love, love, love going there and playing with the toys and playing with the food and playing with like everything that's there. Uh, Recently, I've made two additions to the Dramatic Play Center that has like revolutionized the way they play in there. So we just had some you know, the food, the cutlery, the bowls, whatever. And then we also had some blocks that they can play with in that in there as well if they would like to do something else with it. And then there's like a little ledge with, um, so that they can use it as a table and a chair. This past week on Amazon, I've always wanted to buy them and I always forgot about it. And then I saw them, somebody had them posted on Instagram. Like they had their dramatic play center posted and I saw these in there and I was like, oh, I should definitely order that. I keep forgetting. I ordered a set of multicolored like play ribbons. They're just like a thin piece of material that come in a variety of different colors. I think I paid $15 for these. I will post about it in my Instagram so that you can see what in the world I'm talking about. But it's just like a rainbow assortment of these pieces of rectangular fabric. I wish I had gotten them sooner because the play that is coming out of just these pieces of material is unbelievable. They have used those pieces, like just from me seeing them and observing them this past week, the pieces of cloth have been tablecloths. They have been carpets on the floor. They have been blankets for the dolls, clothing for the dolls, clothing for the kids because they can wrap them around themselves. Um, It's also been different colored hair that they can wear, like the just a number of things like I couldn't believe every time I went in there the cloths whether the material or the fabric whatever it is was it something different it was just unbelievable to watch like how you know how we like to add loose parts play into our dramatic play centers well these cloths as loose parts of like they they asked me they were like what are these I was like I don't know you tell me and the play that is coming out of just these pieces of materials is unbelievable Again, I'm not saying you have to spend your own money on it, but if again, you're looking on different things to add to your dramatic play center, highly, highly recommend these random pieces of uh, material. You can also just like repurpose stuff to use. Like I just bought the the $15 thing because it was just easier. But if you have, you know, old scarves at home or old pieces of material, like it doesn't have to be the $15 ones you buy from Amazon. It can be any material that you find. Uh, it just opened up so many opportunities for play, so many opportunities for them to, you know, share their thoughts. And it was just so fun to watch them playing with these um, pieces of material to make themselves dresses. They were asking us to tie knots in it. And then I was like doing it for the first couple of days, but I was like, this is not sustainable. I can't be tying knots and taking apart knots out of these pieces of materials. So I gave the two girls that were asking me about it. I gave them two alligator clips and they were able to use the alligator clips to clip the um, material onto themselves and so then now they're just independently making their own clothes with the materials it's really fun to watch them do that it's just it's hilarious honestly to watch them play with these pieces of materials and then um, I added the hair love book to that and I also had ordered uh, 
Not Quite Snow White was the other book that I had ordered. So I added that in there because they were talking about being princesses. So I just added the Not Quite Snow White in there because that was literally the book I just ordered. And then I heard the girls that were in there talking about how they were doing their hair like in the book because they were using the, the cloth. And I was like, oh, and they were looking at each other and telling each other how to place the hair. And I was like, oh, I have mirrors. So I went and I grabbed two handheld mirrors that were in our... Um, just on our shelf and I added them to the dramatic play center and as I I never even thought of it but as soon as I put it there the girls that were playing there were like do we get to use mirrors I was like well yeah if you would like some mirrors and they're like oh my goodness thank you so much I was like okay I just I feel bad that I hadn't put them into there sooner so that's something I thought of so if you have mirrors that you can add to your dramatic play center that's another great little piece of material that can be added there um, these are the ones that I had were the learning resources ones. They are really great. I'm going to add pictures of all of this to my Instagram in case you are wondering what that looks like and just want to see kind of what in the world I'm actually talking about. Because sometimes when I'm on a podcast, I start rambling around things and I like lose track of what I've talked about and um, what I've shared and where I am in the conversation. So hopefully this is all making sense. But yeah, like the dramatic play has just evolved from just you know I'm cooking some food to like all of a sudden it has opened up so many opportunities for other kinds of play with these loose parts and it is important to have loose parts in the dramatic play center we didn't want to add too many materials at once to our dramatic play center because our littles do have a some issues with cleaning up and tidying up after they're done using things so we wanted to add materials slowly instead of adding too much but the next thing I think I want to add in there are some felt balls and some other kinds of loose parts that the kids can use because I think that will add even more to their play these um this year's my littles are very creative very artistic so this is the year I think to be able to do all kinds of great loose parts play with them including in the dramatic play center so I want to keep thinking of different materials to add to it but I think adding some more loose parts to there will be the next step there are a few like there's some um wooden gem blocks in there there's a few other things. There's some like grass mats with um, peg people, little things like that that are loose parts-ish, but I want to keep adding more to like really diversify their play and for them to be able to lead their play in different ways. But those are the, again, the two things that I've added to Dramatic Play this week that has just opened up so much more, so many more play opportunities that the kids are really excited to use and to go to. And I was just talking about the experience of the two girls because that's who I was talking to at the time. But the boys in my classroom are just as excited about the um, fabric, pieces of fabric as the girls as the girls were. Like they were all over it um, and not to stereotype, you know, boys and girls, but the boys and girls in our classroom do engage in very different types of play. And so when the boys are interested in something like going to dramatic play, it's always interesting to me for, to watch what their play is about. And they are using um, the cloths as well for blankets and to make different um, like tent-ish style things in our dramatic play area. So it's been very interesting to watch them. Again, I will make sure I post about what this actually looks like um, in my on my Instagram. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, I would definitely head over there and follow me on Instagram. And uh, usually these pod podcast posts on Tuesday, but I will put a post on Thursday, all with all pictures of all our dramatic play center stuff, just so you can get a look at what I'm talking about. I always like looking at other people's stuff just to see like and get new ideas of like how I can 
uh, change things up and make things more interesting for my students or add or change things up in any way. So I will link my Instagram in the show notes for you, but it's at creative kindergarten blog on TPT, which is really long. But if you start typing in creative kindergarten, it should pop up. Um, but yeah, I will post about that over on my Instagram. Make sure you're following me there. If you're enjoying these episodes of the podcast, make sure you're following my podcast, whatever platform you're listening on so that you are notified of any, um, new uh, episodes that I put out. Usually they come out every Tuesday. Um, and like sometimes I take a break, but I'm pretty consistent every Tuesday, new episodes of the podcast. And if you have anything that are, is in your dramatic play center, that you are loving or your students are loving, please let me know. Again, I'm always looking for some new and great ideas. So pass on whatever it is that you have because I would love to keep adding and making that a great space for students to share their creativity and share all their experiences and their um, and just their love of dramatic play with each other. So uh, reach out to me either through my Instagram or through my blog, send me a message. What are your students' favorite dramatic play items? I'd love to hear about it. And I really wanna thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you had, uh, I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you all next time. Bye.